Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm Lauren Sweeney and I'm your host of the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. Today we have an incredible guest on that has so much to share, especially pivoting, expanding her business during COVID. And we're going to talk about the power of having a great network, which of course here at Rise Up For You, we believe in as well. Alessandra Wall has a PhD and she's a licensed clinical psychologist. She specializes in confidence leadership coaching, and she's an incredible speaker, goes exactly with what we believe in and teach here at Rise Up For You. She specializes in helping women secure the deeply satisfying and successful careers that they've earned. She coaches smart, professional women to find their voice, to show up confidently and succeed on their own terms. Her mission is to advocate for and act as an ally for women who want to make their mark be heard, and succeed professionally. Ah, we are excited to have her all the way from San Diego, California, as we navigate and talk about being our best in this environment. Alessandra, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. We're excited that we made this happen and here we are, you know, 15 months in after COVID and navigating new new chapters and, and everything. How did you get started in the work that you do right now? Um, I will try to give the shortest story I possibly can about that, but the, the very short version is I started life as a clinical psychologist. And like many people, when I started my career, I thought that's what I would do for the rest of my life. And about seven years in, I had honed it, which I know sounds potentially cocky, but I'd honed enough of it that I needed uh, a challenge and change, yeah. and then discovered some things about the career that weren't what I thought they would be before starting off, of course, because mm -hmm. we never know. Mm -hmm. I pivoted into the most natural pivot, which is life coaching, tried to build a business, um, learned a lot, failed a lot, took a hiatus, six month hiatus, rethought what it was I loved doing and how I wanted to approach it. And then Noteworthy was born. Um, so this is, it's a process of a lot of trial and error and then really leaning into the things I know I do well and applying them in a way that actually works for me. I love that. I feel like sharing that story gives others permission to say, oh, me too. You know, I, I've been in this career, you said seven years. I think mm -hmm. that statistically that's very common, that seven-year itch in yes. all different areas of our lives. And then saying, okay, now I'm jumping into this area. Oh, wait, let me take a pause. Let me actually think and recreate myself and then jump right in back into after six months to Noteworthy. Mm -hmm. Really great. So what do you love most about the work you're doing now with women, confidence, leadership? Okay, it's a big question, so I want to make sure I answer it properly. There are probably two things. One, as cheesy as it sounds, I actually love the idea of the impact I can make. So the, the, my mission through Noteworthy is to get to a place where 
women reaching the highest levels of leadership or power uh, is so common that it's just no longer noteworthy. The problem is right now for women to get to those positions, they have to be noteworthy, thus the name of the company. Um, so there's something really exciting with working with women and, and working with the companies that hire women so that we can position them to get to places where they will do things that are so beyond anything I could do um, and, and potentially leave a legacy that's will be ever growing, like this ripple effect so that they can bring on other women and kind of contribute to the larger mission. That is, that on a purpose level is the most exciting thing. And probably the other piece that I really love is that it allows me to have a broad, broad level of um, activities and to meet people all over the world and have dozens of conversations I never would have thought I had when I was in graduate school. Yeah, I could see that. Just the depth of conversation, also the the spaces that you're able to go into that you probably didn't even think you'd maybe want to and now are loving and the impact and the ripple that you're able to see beyond yeah. being a clinician. And I'm sure you have that as your foundation and then you're just able to go on top of it. What are some of the changes, especially as you've worked with women during COVID that you've seen that have just been like, oh, I'm making an impact? Um, I think one of the biggest ones, especially if we're talking about during COVID, is getting women to a place where they understand that working really, really hard is not necessarily the, the way to be seen and to be valued. I think uh, um, whether you're a, a man or a woman listening, if, if you love something and if, you, if you're ambitious, you're going to work hard no matter what. What I happen to know specifically about women is that we sometimes work much harder than we need to because we feel that in order to be valued, we have to constantly be producing value for others. And there's this idea that if I just stick my nose to the grindstone, I do my work, I put in my hours, maybe I put in extra hours, I will be seen and valued. And that's what's going to get me to the top. And um, one, of the, one of the big shifts that I teach the women I coach is to say, listen, beyond the early part of your career, that just doesn't do it. Because you're now in a space where everybody else is just as accomplished, just as educated, just as has as much expertise as you do. So you have to be seen and you have to be valued and that value needs to be recognized broadly. And for that, you need to be able to show up. What I've loved about what COVID has forced many of us to do, including yours truly, is that it has forced many of us to really look into building our networks and being much more aggressive and strategic about building those networks. So that has been something that um, I can personally say has really, really helped build my business and not only get it through COVID, but actually have one of the best years I've, I've had professionally. And this year, Luckily, thank goodness, this year is shaping up to be even better. So it wasn't just a fluke. Um, but I see that happening also with the women I'm working with. Yes, we've experienced the same thing with Rise Up For You, that that growth, that focus on having to pivot and having to change how you work and then being able to capitalize mm -hmm. on it. Let's say that somebody is listening, you know, no matter what their gender is, and they feel stuck 
or they feel that maybe that confidence is down, where would you recommend they start? Um, it depends where they're stuck, but my, my biggest place, and this is from my background as a psychologist, is to say, first look at how you're thinking about things. Very often we feel stuck because we're telling ourselves that we have no options, which is rarely the case. More often when we tell ourselves we have no options, what we really mean is I don't like the options that are given to me. It might sound like simple semantics, but there's a world of difference psychologically between I'm stuck, I've got nowhere to go, that's going to induce panic, and then dread and hopelessness, which is then going to lead to depression and stagnation. Um, and it doesn't need to be clinical depression, just feeling really low. And I have options, I don't like my options, but I've got some place where I can start. So that would be the first place. And then the second place is really learning to define what it is you're looking for so you can be far more pointed and focused in, in your search. And confidence, I know you, you threw that out there, so I just have to throw this out. Like confidence is a it's confidence is, is both a trait and a state that can be developed. And confidence usually comes from practicing things that make us uncomfortable. So if you're sitting around and you feel stuck and, and you have options, but they make you uncomfortable, try to figure out which one's the best for you and just practice it. You might fall flat on your face, but I guarantee taking that step and proving to yourself that you can go through it is going to help you build that confidence. Yeah, I love that. I so agree that it's a skill and we're born, you know, as little babies and we come out and everything's great. And then things happen, of course, mm -hmm. over time. And I love that idea that we can rebuild the confidence. And our, our founder's book is all about that, you know, rebuilding our core and that it is a skill. And so mm -hmm. maybe if someone's listening and they feel stuck, they can remind themselves or know, ah, it's a skill, meaning I can get better. I can get better at jump rope. I can get better at reading if you and I both have little kids. Mm -hmm. I can get better at the skill of confidence as well as an adult. Let's pivot and talk about leadership and how you see things have shifted. So most of your clients that you work with are women. How do you see that space having kind of shifted in the last year for them? Again, probably seeing a lot of what we're reading in the media, right? So on the surface, at the very least, and I am a very skeptical person about the way companies sometimes do things, but let's just, let's just be hopeful and optimistic for a moment. On the surface, there's a better understanding uh, that people are really diverse in their needs and that companies can adapt to that diversity and provide flexibility which will then allow individuals, and in my case, working with women, but again, for you gentlemen listening, this applies to you too, to work in the best possible way. You know, as a mom, I don't know about you, but so I have two businesses. I have Noteworthy, which is a coaching consulting training practice. And then my other practice is my therapy practice. So when the pandemic hit, I was terrified. I remember going to a good friend of mine, breaking out in tears and saying, oh my goodness, I'm gonna lose both of my businesses because my therapy practice is no longer driven by insurance. And my coaching practice was just really taking off despite, right, I had to take that hiatus. So version one of the coaching practice, not so successful, learned a lot, applied the learning, so version two, and things were just taking off. But trying to manage that while managing the children at home, uh, for me, the panic and anxiety of my patients, actually my, my therapy practice swelled up. Um, 
it's it it was a real reminder of how much we we have to juggle and what was really beautiful was watching suddenly this awareness and this understanding and this compassion right not just empathy like i get what you're going through but compassion i get what you're going through let me see what i can do to support you because i understand that you have value that if we can just keep that going through the crisis into our daily activities if we could not need a global pandemic to extend that kind of compassion to each other uh, then this then this might have been a, a real blessing in disguise right yeah it i think the so many of us going through a common experience really created this reminder that we're not alone and mm -hmm. I, I find that talking to especially women so much that we feel isolated we feel like we're the only ones stressed out by having the children here i had to go off camera because my six-year-old came in to see if he could have a popsicle while, while i'm live <laughs> so you know that type of stress but yet there's there's commonality mm -hmm. in that we're we're going through things in a similar time. I think there's something so beautiful in that and comforting in that in just normal everyday anxiety, normal everyday freaking out or being triggered, mm -hmm. creating a new base level of, okay, where can I go from here? What tools can I gain now in my toolbox to help me, you know, as we move forward? I think, you know, from a few, from a women's perspective, and for the last, since this is the last time I'll say this, everything I'm saying about women for the most part applies to men. If it doesn't, I'll make that distinction. But what it's also enabled us to do is set better expectations, right? People are always talking about boundaries, but boundaries are what you have to set when you either don't have clear expectations set or when the expectations that you're setting are not being respected. Then we have to set boundaries to make sure that our expectations and needs are being respected. People are now setting better expectations. I cannot be online between these times because mm -hmm. I need to. I need to help my kids with school, or um, you know, I need I need to take some time off because I'm burning out. So that is also something I hope that we see come out of this because the more as human beings we assertively share our expectations, the more likely we are to have them met. But also if we're not going to get them met, we get an immediate answer and we can start problem solving collaboratively on like, okay, if, if I'm not going to get my way, then then what am I going to get? And am I okay with that, right? Like from a business perspective, from a personal well-being perspective, it simplifies everything. Totally agree. I also love that I got to recreate boundaries or things that I want to do, things that I don't want to do. There's such freedom now that things are starting to open up, especially in the United States, not as much in certain countries, but here I'm noticing, okay, Lauren, you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to. And before I could, I never would have had that thought. And then when everything was canceled, all the birthday parties, all the sports, all the things, of course, I was unhappy about it. But yet there was such a peace in literally being back kind of at home base and saying, now what do I want to choose to put in? So I'm really conscious of not having to just make up for time or say yes to everything. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And and um, there was a moment during the pandemic where everything was really silent mm -hmm. and it was peaceful. Right. 
there was the initial panic and then there was this silence where all the freeways um interstates for those uh uh not in california and auto routes for people internationally um were just silent and it was so peaceful so finding a way to reclaim that once everything gets really busy again is going to be really important and i think we're seeing that like people are coming back and they're both kind of jubilant and really stressed out and you're right we're we're experiencing that in the states i grew up in france so i know that things are still locked up quite a bit in there and my family in italy so we're having conversations um do business in london so i'm having conversations with with people in europe for how things are slowly opening up there, but that will be at exactly the same place we are soon enough. Absolutely, Canada as well, very much locked down. So it is interesting allowing ourselves, having that perspective and doing mm -hmm. some self-coaching to remind ourselves, okay, what are my choices? Where do I wanna go from here? Well, Alessandra, if people wanna find out more about you, I know that we have your website and if people are watching, it is on the screen, but if they're listening, it's noteworthyinc.co, noteworthyinc.co and tell them what they could find when they go there. Uh, a, a little bit of a story about me and our mission, but mostly a description of why working hard isn't working for women and some various solutions to that. And then for teams too, because although I speak a lot about women because the strategies I use work for globally, I also uh, do trainings for like company-wide leadership um, and a lot of resources. I think one of the things I wanted to make sure I did on the site is kind of pull free resources to help people through stress and anxiety. That's my background as a psychologist, through articulating your value. That's a lot of the work I do as a coach. Um, so all of that's on there. And, uh, and a picture of my family, but, but like four years ago. So they all look super cute. <laughs> now they're a little older, right? You have two boys. A little boys. older, a little bit louder, a little less compliant. Absolutely. I, I can relate on that on that level as well. And then tell us about the values articulation. You have this as a free offer for everyone watching or listening. Tell us a little bit more about that. So one of the one of the big things that happened during the the pandemic is that a lot of us lost our jobs or fe felt the need to shift where we were working. So there was a lot of networking going on and then there was a lot of interviewing going on and I kept on talking to people who I hate to say but were incredibly boring in articulating their value right the mistake most people make is they start listing their resume or their work history like just stuff anybody could find on on LinkedIn if they looked into it and um, what struck me is that they were doing a terrible job of actually talking about what they brought to the table and why the skills that they possessed had any value for their audience and because of that, they couldn't stand out. They couldn't be noteworthy, right? And this is how we miss opportunities. So what, uh, what I'm sharing there is a three-step process to figure out how to fascinate people. That one's grounded in neuro, neurochemistry and psychology, how to properly articulate your, the impact of the skills you have, and nearly most importantly, and anybody who's in marketing or sales will understand this point, but how to craft a value, uh, a value proposition based on that. So how to make the people you're talking to actually care that you're good at something and that you can have an impact. Oh, 
I love that. Sounds amazing. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can simply go to HTTPS, you know, colon backslash backslash. And then the main part of the website to get this free value articulation is B as in buttercup dot link slash value. So B dot link slash value. Or of course you can go to our rise up for you Facebook page and this is streaming live and we'll live there forever time. Uh, and you can see the links posted on there live as well. And it's on the website. So that is, uh, it's, it's easy to find on the website or anything I work on. Perfect. Amazing. Well, we love to ask a final question and it's what does rise up for you, which is the name of our company, but what does rise up for you mean to you? For me, it would mean having the courage to step up and make choices that are truly in alignment with who you are. So one of the big concepts I talk about personally, it was something that I needed when I shifted out of therapy was the difference between doing what's right. Those of us who have inner good girls know a lot about what doing what's right and doing what's right for you and where the inter intersection is between doing what's right and doing what's right for you. And then actually having the courage to make choices that are aligned with who you are and not necessarily aligned with what other people think you should be doing um, or who other people think you are. I love that. Actually, actually being clear mm -hmm. and then being able to give it to others. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's been amazing having you on the podcast today. I'm glad we made it happen. Thank you. I know it's been a while in the making, but I'm so glad we were able to get together. And your fur babies, they were amazing as well. They, they were awesome. There we go. <laughs> For those of you watching. Yes, I love it. Oh my goodness. Such an interesting conversation. Definitely check out her website. And I hope that it gave you some thought and a place to go from if you're feeling any of the things that we talked about today. Well, it's been your ple my pleasure being your host today on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. We want to remind you that next Friday we have our free business conference. If you're looking for more incredible conversation, please go to riseupforyou.biz slash impact and grab your free ticket today. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and we'll see you back on the podcast 